Okay, so welcome to the Prophecy Club. I've got Terry Saka on with me today, cornerstoneassetmetals.com. And this is the guy that can answer your questions about what in the world do you do with your finances. 16 years as an accredited asset management specialist, involved in commodities for 10 years, helped thousands of Christians and other people to do the right thing with their finances. Good guy, prophecy student, to follow his prophecy club. Matter of fact, he was just telling me some things he's been watching on the program. So if you're thinking about doing something with your finances, I'd certainly send you to cornerstoneassetmetals.com and uh, get these guys to answer all the questions. Okay, so Terry, welcome to the Prophecy Club. Hello, Stan. Welcome. Thank you. So my first question is, the Democrats and Republicans are at war over this debt ceiling. The Democrats say, we're not going to raise it. The Republicans said, no, we're not going to raise it either. You're going to have to agree to some spending cuts. Then at CNN, when Trump was being interviewed there, he openly said that he did not think that they should cave to the Democrats to make Democrats cave and that they should let the ceiling, the debt ceiling default. And that means we're talking about a stock market crash and all kinds of major financial layoffs and all kinds of problems. Your comment on that. Well, all of the above is actually pretty accurate. And what's interesting about this Russian secret weapon kind of goes in line with all of this. It's all financial. Uh, but what, what Trump's saying is he's trying to say, play hardball and don't, don't allow them. The, the Democrats have literally spent, uh, in just the last couple of years, trillions and trillions of dollars on ridiculous programs. And they're not producing, they're, they're not economy producing they're actually destroying the economy. And the, they're even laying out the rules now to try to kill all coal and gas in the United States. I mean, these people are just way overboard and kind of lunatic on the, the process because going full electric is just not going to happen. The minerals aren't there. The, the actual commodities are not there to have full electric. So this thing is silly. There's another agenda. So Trump is exactly right for, for saying that. But... And all in the end, they always do this. It's posturing. They're not going to let it. They're not going to let this thing collapse. They're just not. They're going to, they're going to get it done last minute. Uh, but you're going to see the markets playing it up. Um, but I really have a feeling it's like 90-10, 90% chance that they're going to do something. 10% uh, chance they don't. Um, I, if they don't, you're 100% correct, Stan that it is absolutely just going to cause chaos in the market system. Maybe they want that this time. Maybe that's, you know, on the agenda. Although my guess is they're going to get it done uh, because of the stuff we have to talk about today. I don't think they want to mess around too much. Okay. So tell us what is uh, Russia's secret weapon? Well, we have issues here as we just talked about the debt ceiling, but the debt ceiling is minor compared to, What's going on now? We've been talking a lot about this. I know you've been talking a lot uh, about this as well, but we have issues in the banking system and the banking crisis is very, very, very real. We're, we're not supposed to be bailing banks out according to the 2008 Dodd-Frank law and they're $250,000 and above you were supposed to be bailed in. And yet when Silicon Valley Bank went down, these were all left wing venture capitalist, Chinese venture capitalist type of money. And here we go in and bail out the entire bank. And between that and First Republic, the FDIC insurance fund went completely bust. Not only are they bust, all the money they had saved up, 
they're already tens of billions in the hole. Where are they going to get that money? And so now these other banks behind them that are failing, getting bailed out, that's coming from some form of taxpayer money that's not supposed to be happening. They're breaking the rules as, as they go here. All of the laws, we are so anti-law uh, these days. And it's amazing because we are a republic and we are a nation of law. I remember when Barack Obama gave that speech why he couldn't have a third term because we're nations of laws and it applies to everyone. Well, not anymore, buddy. It's changed and we're breaking the rules all the time. Not, to, not just breaking the rules in the election cycle, but we're breaking it now in, in every aspect of finance and, and government. It started out with like 100 or 200 or so small banks. And then that led up to the massive Washington mutual collapse was a, well over $300 billion. That's what took down the 2008 banking crisis. And then, of course, it went on and escalated into hundreds and hundreds of banks. This time, which is interesting, and you're not hearing people talk about this, this time the banking crisis started with two really large banks. Each bank, Silicon Valley and uh, I believe the First Republic, but there's three of them now, four of them, but they were all well over $100 billion. These are really big banks. And now we're starting to see the small ones and the regional ones follow suit. So I have a feeling uh, compared to 2008, what we're experiencing or getting ready to right now is significantly worse. And what's interesting is how the media spins it and how the government is trying to say, oh, no, everything's okay. Well, it's not. And so I don't quite understand why they're not helping people out here. And I've even seen them giving speeches, uh, not just in the FDIC, but other financial institution uh, leadership and oversight. They're preparing. They want to know, are people prepared for these bail-ins and what's coming or a bank holiday? They're discussing this. Now, you asked me that question. You said, Terry, geez, could there be the possibility where they can actually restrict how much we can take out of the bank at any given time? And the answer is absolutely yes. Right? They definitely can do that. And here's why I think they're going to need to. This is kind of the fact on the ground. We had about $18 trillion on deposit in the commercial banking system in the United States. Now we're upwards to 17 trillion. So people have taken out roughly $1 trillion in currency out of the banking system. Well, here's the problem. They may have 17 trillion on the books, but they only had 1.4 trillion in actual physical cash available. And the people have already taken $1 trillion out. There's nothing more than maybe a few hundred billion dollars in actual currency in the entire country's banking system right now. And so if everybody started showing up and taking their money, it's not there. They only have a few hundred billion physical currency notes in the banking system now. And yet they have 17 trillion still on deposit. So if people want to show up and get their currency, their money, it's not happening. 
And so could they absolutely restrict how much you can take maybe $100 a day or $300 a day max? Absolutely. They have no choice. They don't have the physical cash. And this is the problem of a fractional banking system, which the United States and the West is in, meaning we deposit you know, $1,000 in a bank, they loan out like 26,000. So at the end of the day, all these banking institutions are technically insolvent. They don't hold the money you gave them. And you know, to wrap that up, remember we are unsecured creditors. So if the banking system does go down or a bank particular goes down, you're an unsecured creditor. Anything below that 250, I still don't trust the FDIC when they say they could pay it back. It will have to be a taxpayer bailout because the, the FDIC doesn't have the money to pay it back. So I still don't trust that. But technically, the law says anything below 250, anything above 250, that, that you would get bailed in. They'll take your money. That's what they should have done to Silicon Valley Bank, and they didn't. So you see, Russia's very aware. The, the East is very aware what's going on in the West. This is a big deal. And at the time, which both sides of the politic is on, on board for this, here we're allowing millions and millions of illegal aliens to flood the southern border. This is total Cloward Piven technique and strategy. I mean, this is Hillary Clinton, this is Barack Obama all the way. They've talked about it. Hillary Clinton, I think, wrote a thesis over this thing. It's about creating chaos in the cities of this country, overwhelming the welfare system and the financial system and the schools and the hospitals. And that's exactly what is going on right now with the um, illegal alien uh, problem flooding through the southern border. And interestingly, they're all young men, too. I wouldn't trust anything that there are not cell, terrorist cell groups. Oh, well, matter of fact, I know for a fact there are because I have, I have friends in the Border Patrol who have said they have released guys who were on the terrorist watch list. So they know they're creating internal chaos. So Russia in the East see this. They see our banking crisis problem. They see our flooding of our borders with all these illegal aliens and I don't get it personally because you're bringing in disease. You're bringing in uneducated. You're bringing in very, very poor. They don't even speak the language. So what's the purpose except to try to create a voter, which that's illegal. And so this is a really big deal and unbelievable scandal coming out of Washington that they're allowing this. And I know they're trying to fix it, but you see the rest of the world is seeing this. And so the world is now, you know, we've heard the terms de-dollarizing, meaning we were a unipolar world. Now we are a multipolar world. Russia, China. Now, this is all dealing in the BRICS. Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. I know you've talked about it, too. Not only are they starting to form their own currency, but it's going to be backed by commodities, and this is going to get to the point we're getting here today with Russia's secret weapon because commodities are getting ready to go through a generational cycle. 
and the BRIC nations, which are going to be well over 50 to 60% of the world's population, are going away from the dollar. Even India has said, yeah, it's, the dollar is not really necessary anymore. We can start using our own currencies. Saudi Arabia has already said the petrodollar is over, and they're now accepting other currencies for energy. Remember, we went to war in Iraq and Libya because they were going to do energy in something other than a dollar. That's how important it was. And now the world has walked away from it. Now they're trading energy and things like gold and other currencies. And our own allies are even saying it. You have Egypt joining into the BRICS. You have France, which the French have nothing really nice to say about them. Um, thank you for what you did a couple hundred years ago, but that's about it. The French even stood up and Macron said that, yeah, the dollar is really not as necessary. And they were moving more towards the yuan for the Chinese. And this is supposed to be our direct ally. Of course, I do understand the irritation of the Germans and the French because, you know, here we blow up Nord Stream pipeline and everybody knows it. Seymour Hirsch laid it out. We know the U.S. or the West or England was behind it. And that caused tremendous amount of inflation, energy inflation in Europe to the point where, you know, BASF, which is the largest natural resource company in Germany, like a 170,000 employees. They are the world's natural resource producer. They are tearing down their factories in Germany and uh, bringing over the parts to America. And they're assembling the factories down there in Louisiana and around America so they can get the cheap natural gas to run the system. I mean, this is tragic for Europe. So I think they're pretty irritated Here's your, your friend or your ally blows up your energy supply. And everyone knows it wasn't Russia. And so this is a really big deal. And I know you've been really speaking a lot about this. And it goes into the dreams that these people have been having about why the dollars will be raining and worthless and, and why silver is going to probably skyrocket. Because Russia is in a unique position. Back in the what we call the Cold War, before the Berlin Wall fell, it was a different time. It wasn't a, as heavy anyway, a commodity world. Now, it always was, but today, commodities are extremely important. That's why the whole electric thing, this thing with energy, is just ridiculous. I, I get the idea. If you want an electric car, knock your socks off. It's the biggest mistake of your life. But to try to make the whole system electric like California, it's so ridiculous. It has no sound logic whatsoever. The minerals aren't there to even produce the batteries for electric vehicles. And then, of course, they're not telling you the amount of energy it produces to make the batteries for the electric vehicles is far more than the energy they're talking about is polluting the world. That's why you know this is a lie. Man, they're not telling you how toxic these electric batteries are when you dispose of them. So here you have Greenpeace and all these left-wing environmentalists. They should be going ballistic over the idea of an electric vehicle. But this is the world we're in. It has nothing to do with climate change. Nothing. It's a lie. It's their front. One, they're making a lot of money by pushing money into their buddies' you know, corporate pockets for 
attempts for climate change, but it's more about control. It's, it's about bringing us into this slave state, one world order, digital ID, digital currency, period. And they're using the climate to do it. Shut down the farms, shut down diesel. My goodness, you can't have fertilizer. I mean, these people are nuts. And Europe is leading the way in the insanity. But Russia's secret weapon is the fact that they have 70 plus trillion. That's a big number. 70 trillion in natural resources. This is this whole thing with Russia and the war, Stan, I tell you, is, is nothing to do with bad Putin. It's really more like bad America, bad England. But Putin is nothing. He's moderate compared to what's behind him. The West wants those natural resources. Russia is heavy in oil, in gas. That's why they blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. America thinks now we can sell Europe our liquid natural gas, even though it's five to 10 times more expensive. So it's insane. Like they don't, I just don't, well, I do get it. They're, they're destroying the Western system in order to usher in this kind of world order. But the rare earth minerals, the silver, Russia is a major, one of the biggest suppliers of silver to the London Bullion Exchange, which they no longer can receive because of sanctions. And this is going to get to what you passed on about Mexico. This is huge. But gas and oil and those rare earth minerals are absolutely essential for all green environmental projects, solar cells and electric car batteries. I mean, I get it. Don't get me wrong, Stan. I love the idea of trying to have alternate energy sources, but they are flat out lying about the destruction of fossil fuels to the planet. We're going to kill each other way before we kill this planet. That's for sure. But they have this commodity um, weapon, I call it. And here's why. We're going to show, we're going to put up a chart here. And this is a chart that is uh, of commodities versus equity values that goes back to 1970. So in this chart, on the left side, the, we've had three major commodity super cycles. The first one was after 1970, during 73 and 74. The second one was in the 90s, around 2000 tech bubbles when it recorrected. And then we had the third one in 2008. If you see on the right side of this chart how at the bottom we are, that's the 2020 COVID pandemic. We're going straight up into another commodity super cycle, which are going to make all commodities across the board very, very expensive and valuable. The last time they had this super cycle in 2008, Gold hit gold actually went to where it's at right now. Gold is at the all-time high, just a few dollars off. Silver went to 50. All other commodities went through the roof. Oil was over $140 a barrel. And this was the super cycle in 2008. Now we have billions more of population. This super cycle is going to be a doozy. There are forecasts in my world. I think this is very shy estimate 
When this cycle plays out over the next handful of years, it's all part of the destruction of things they're doing to the global economy. But then how the super cycle of commodities picks up, gold can easily be $15,000 an ounce or more. Silver is easily going to be probably $500 an ounce or more. And what really puts the pressure on silver, which you brought to my attention, I didn't even catch this, and then you passed it my way, and I was like, oh boy, here we go. As Russia was the supplier of silver to London, Mexico was the supplier of silver to the United States COMEX. And we've been taking Mexican resources since day one. These, uh, you know, American miners and, and American corporations have been just raiding Mexico for decades. Well, this president in Mexico right now seems like a pretty sharp cat. He seems like a businessman. He's smart. And for, by them passing these laws to start the process, Mexico gets to a point where they actually nationalize their silver mines. And they literally supply a vast majority, like 30, 40% of the world's silver supply. And they nationalize, silver is gone. It will go through the roof and Mexico will become rich. So Mexico would be foolish not to do it, to be honest, unless they're afraid of military. And in the past, the U.S. military would invade, harass, or overturn governments if they try to nationalize natural resources and mines. The problem is the United States can't do it this time. We're already in entanglement with Russia and Ukraine. We're getting ready to be in entanglement with China and Taiwan. We can't afford to be running around the world and doing this, let alone with our military. These people are so woke, man. I don't even think they can get themselves out of their sleeping bag. So I'm not too confident the American military is going to be able to do what they're supposed to, let alone look at the Navy, my God, what's wrong with these people? But the countries around the world are nationalizing lithium mines, everything that's needed for electric vehicles. These countries are taking over their minerals. And that's a really big development that I don't see a lot of conversation about. It's not just Mexico. And as these nations continue to move towards nationalizing natural resources, in the period of a commodity super cycle, it almost tells me it's by design of wealth transfer of mass proportion. Wealth is going to be going away from the developing world into the hands of these, these smaller countries that have the actual resources. Well, Russia seems to be one of those, by the way. And Russia is going to become extremely wealthy through this commodity super cycle. So here, we think we're hurting Russia. You now have England sending long-range missiles over there. This is a really bad idea, but the West is not stopping. And I personally think Russia hasn't even begun. I think they're playing around. Okay. But if it crosses the line, it's over. Let me ask you this then. Okay, so we're looking at... Mexico, very realistically, nationalizing their silver. That's mm -hmm. going to raise the price of silver. Then if the Dems and the Republicans don't get together and the ceiling, the debt ceiling is, is not raised, then we're looking at a stock market crash and all the other things. My question is, so what 
is the possibilities we could see silver begin to skyrocket like Shane Warren prophesied back in 2010? Oh, I think the, easily by the end of the year, you're going to be seeing that play out. It could be any time. We're having trouble in the supply chain, Stan. I don't know what's going on with the U.S. Mint. They're not communicating, but almost all gold products are gone. It's very difficult to get. The only thing you could really get right now is maybe a quarter ounce gold eagle. Silver is still very difficult. It's, the, the supply is not as, as free-flowing as people think it is. And the silver eagle is still extremely expensive. It's almost like $40 an ounce just to buy a silver eagle. There is going to be issues. And I won't be surprised. Now, there's two factors here. They get this debt ceiling resolved, which I think they probably do. But if they don't, you're exactly right. It's chaos. And maybe they want that. So I wouldn't put it past them that they actually allow it to happen and try to blame Republicans, even though Republicans put a great plan forward. But it's bigger about the interest rates. There are hundreds of billions of dollars on the sidelines. When they pause or reverse interest rates, there's a chance that stock market rallies like crazy, like 50%. But gold and silver will go really huge. And then there's going to be a massive sell-off after that. That stock market will be crashing like no tomorrow anyway because the system is done. There's a lot going on behind the scenes, the banking, it's just broken. And it needs to be kind of retooled into a whole new financial system. And we all know that that's their attempt anyway to try to bring us to the central bank digital currency. And they're going for it, but it's not gonna be easily accepted. But they, they, if they play this the right way, we could have two things. One, that stock market rallies, but then you're going to see an epic crash like you've never seen. And this is cyclical. Okay. 2008 that, lows, Stan. This is going to be bad. Me to my next question then. Okay. So someone is out there. They've been listening to these prophecies and it's time for them to do something. Uh, you offer gold, silver, rhodium, palladium, and also some advice. So how do they get hold of you? Well, I would definitely go to cornerstoneassetmetals.com, register for information, or call us. I think the number is there on the screen, 888-747-3309. Talk to a representative. You know, we've all been to, most of us anyway, been to Bible school together. We're a pretty tight-knit group, good boutique. I really, really recommend people calling Cornerstone. These big companies are charging outrageous prices. And so you really don't, you got to be careful with that because people are way overpaying by these going to these big companies, selling them specialty products they just don't need. This is a time you get as many ounces as you can of silver and hold on because the opportunity is unbelievable. But you need to understand silver is money. So silver in a vault is better actually than currency in a bank. Now, obviously, we need currency in a bank. We need to pay bills for so many months. Good question about that. Sure. Uh, some people feel that the the silver or the gold, either one needs to actually be U.S. money. Others say, no, no, it doesn't make any difference what the design on the, the coin is, as long as it's one ounce of silver or one ounce of gold, your comment. Yeah, it's it doesn't matter. It, when, you know, I, yeah. I'm on the other side of this, which is in the more the supply chain. And I'm just telling you, they don't care if it's 1800 American gold eagle and it's rare it's still 31.1 grams of gold. 
at the end of the day, it's going to the pot. I agree. And, and so I don't care if it's a U.S. Eagle or if it's a Cornerstone Crown. Silver is silver. And so why pay $10 more for an Eagle when you're getting the same amount of silver as a Cornerstone Crown? I, I mean, agree. there's no in, doubt in about it. You got to get some gas. You got to get some grocery. You walk in there. You say, well, well, this coin is over 150 years old. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. It's they don't care. Gold. It's going to the pot. One ounce of silver, and that's yeah. all you're going to get for it, right? It's it's I, really sad, Stan, because we are coming to an epic shift in the globe, in the world, and this commodity super cycle is going to be a big part of it because the BRIC nations are actually going to benefit tremendously from the commodity super cycle because they have a tremendous amount of the commodity. And so that's where this Russian secret weapon and their natural resources in, in China and other nations, Mexico, they will become very wealthy. And the United States is in trouble because one of our biggest resources is, is the gas and oil here in America. But you've got these left wingers shutting everything down. And Biden has been shutting down refineries and processing facilities in energy. It's going to get catastrophic. And you think prices are high now in energy. Wait, we're going to see European prices soon by design. So this is a big deal. And that's why gold going to 15,000, 20,000 is not unreasonable because it's going to be part of this super cycle. Silver will easily see hundreds of dollars. But my guess is it's going to be very difficult to get okay. your hands on it one, once it gets to that point. One last question. And then we'll close. A quick question. So in a sentence or two, what do you see for the rest of this year? Going up, 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 or steady or down? What, what do you see? I say we're steady until they figure out the debt cycle. Once that takes place, I think by June, we're going to find out where the Fed sits. If they either keep raising rates, flatline, or start lowering, that determines everything because that's when the switch is going to flip. So soon as the Fed makes the move, you're going to see a radical change in all the financial setup. So if, if we stay the steady course, then we're going to be steady. Yes. But if they keep raising interest rates, a quarter point, a quarter point, everything will just kind of stay flatline. As soon as they pause and don't raise interest rates at all or lower you're going to see gold and silver go through the roof as well as the stock market briefly. But I'd be very careful on that stock market. You better get in early and get out early because when it crashes, it's going to. It's going lower to the 2008 lows. Okay. But gold and silver will be just going through the roof at that point. Okay. Now they can call and just get some advice too, right? Oh, I, I would recommend it because you, you want to be able to understand. And, and there's you know, everybody has a different situation. And so it's not just about having silver for gas. It's about protecting everything, protecting your retirement, protecting your savings and your future. You can help them do that. Absolutely. All right. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com. The expert, Terry Sakia. Terry, thanks for being on. God bless you, Stan. Today, we live in unsettling times. Have you ever wondered what you're going to do when food is no longer on the shelves? I'm Leslie, owner and founder of Joseph's Kitchen, and I want to show you how to make healthy, homemade, 
whole wheat bread for only a few hundred dollars a year. At Joseph's Kitchen, our ingredients have been packaged for immediate use or long-term storage. Go to josephskitchen.com or call the number on your screen to order today. Don't get caught unprepared. Go to josephskitchen.com now. Next is, I'll send you to empshield.com. If you use the promo word prophecy, you get a $50 discount. What is that? Well, it looks like this. This is the one that goes into a car, okay? And you put the red wire to the red side of the battery. You put the black wire to the black side of the battery. And the green one attaches to the body of the car. Then you peel it off right back here. Just peel that off. Stick it inside of the, 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 the engine compartment of your car. And the whole point is when the electricity goes off or when some kind of a suitcase nuclear, nuclear device goes off, this is supposed to be able to stop that device from destroying every computer chip in your car. Because if every computer chip is destroyed in your car these days, you couldn't possibly replace them all. Throw the car away. So, empshield.com, promo code PROPHECY. Leslie Johnson had a prophecy back in 2011. She says, the Lord says there's going to be something put into the water supply in many cities of the nation. People will begin to get sick. Some will die. Get a good, reliable water filter. You will not be able to trust the tap water or the bottled water. You must get something to filter the water you are going to need. That's back in 2011. So if you want it, we suggest you go to prophecyclub.com. You click right here where it says Berkey's. This is what it looks like. Currently, all Berkey's are in stock. The one I have is this guy right here. It's the crown. It has eight filters. I recommend you get as much as you can afford and also recommend you get some extra filters. That's at prophecyclub.com. 